You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field downtown Cleveland where the Guardians are hosting the Kansas City Royals this weekend heading into the All-Star break. Another game on Saturday afternoon at 4-10 and then the finale of the homestand and the proverbial first half of the schedule pre-All-Star break. That's on Sunday afternoon at 1-40. Coming up a little bit later on in our show, we will hear from Guardians utility man David Fry, who's had quite a first couple of months in the major leagues. Also, we'll visit with Guardians relief pitcher Angel De Los Santos, as well as field coordinator John McDonald with a farm report of sorts. And we'll also take it to the other side. The Atlanta Braves were in town earlier this week, and we will visit with their all-star pitcher Spencer Strider, who has some great ties to Northeast Ohio. That's all coming up a little bit later on in our show. But first, a look back at the Week in Review. The Mighty Braves in town, the team with the best record in baseball. And it was a three-game series that started Monday night with a 4-2 victory for Atlanta over the Guardians. And then that set the stage for a thriller on Tuesday night. The Guardians got the scoring started in the third inning. Compliments of hot-hitting Ahmed Rosario. Allard brings the hands up chest tight. And lets it fly. And Rosario drives it up the alley in left center. This will take a bounce, go up against the wall. Freeman scores. Quan coming around to home. Throw to the plate, cut off. He scores sliding. And it's a two-run double with two down for Ahmed Rosario. And he stays sizzling hot. Two-nothing Cleveland. And Ahmed Rosario, who drove in both runs last night, has come through again with two down as he split that gap in left center field. Ahmed Rosario now with 30 RBIs, and that was double number 15. Atlanta's loaded lineup responded in the fifth, scoring four times to take the lead. But in the sixth, the Ahmed Rosario show continued. The pitch, and he sends one in the air pretty deep to left center. Looking up, this ball is gone! And Ahmed Rosario with a solo home run to left center has given Cleveland life again. That is just the second home run for Ahmed Rosario. So he had a two-run double up the alley in left center in the third and a solo homer over the 19-foot wall to left center here in the sixth. And that'll be all for Kobe Allard as Rosario has been a one-man wrecking crew. 
In the seventh, Tyler Freeman got things started with a single and then stole second to get into scoring position for Stephen Kwan. The 2-2 pitch. Swung on, line to right field, near the line, Acuna running over, it drops for a base hit. Game will be tied. Kwan with a big turn, holds at first. Freeman scores from second. And Stephen Kwan delivers a clutch. Two-out RBI single down the right field line to tie this game at four. You don't see Stephen Kwan pull the ball that often. And he yanked it down the right field line. His 26th run batted in. Kwan stole second, and then Ahmed Rosario delivered one more time. The set, the pitch. Swung and ground ball base hit into right. Kwan around third. He'll put Cleveland up as he crosses home plate. And Ahmed Rosario, what a series. His third hit, his fourth RBI tonight. And he did it with a pitch clock violation to start the at-bat. But Atlanta again showed their tremendous power in the ninth inning as Ozzie Albies tied the ball game with his second home run of the game, and that sent us to extra innings tied at five. In the top half of the 10th inning, Angel De Los Santos was on in relief, picked up the first out in the inning. It was a fly ball that moved the runner to third, and then Eddie Rosario was at the plate trying to put the Braves on top. The pitch, swing and a little blooper into center field, charging hard as straw, he'll make the catch. Tagging coming home, Hilliard. Throw to the plate, on the fly! Tag is made by a diving fry! They did it! What a great throw by Straw! On the fly to the plate, and a diving tag by catcher David Fry. It doesn't get any better than that. Wow! And the Guardians continue to go toe-to-toe with the juggernaut Braves. We are tied at five, going to the bottom of the tenth. What a play by Straw and David Fry. And then in the bottom of the tenth, it was Fry standing in with two outs, a runner at second, and a chance to walk it off. The pitch. Fry with a line drive to left. Rosario going back toward the line. He can't make the catch. Base hit. Game winner in the scores, Rosario, David Fry being mobbed at second base. A walk-off, two-out, RBI single to left by David Fry. And Cleveland's got its fifth walk-off win of the year. And they shocked the Atlanta Braves in ten innings tonight, six to five. What a win for Cleveland. Atlanta bounced back, and they took the series finale 8-1 to over the Guardians on Wednesday. On Thursday, Kansas City came to town. They scored a run in the first inning to take an early lead, but it wouldn't last long as Andres Jimenez led off the bottom half of the second inning. Now the windup, now the 0-2. Swung on, hit high, deep to right. Back goes Melendez. Track, wall, gone! Number seven for Andres Jimenez. And we've got a 1-1 ball game. Boy, you don't see that very often, do you, folks? A home run that a guy hits foul, and then in the same at-bat, a legitimate home run that stays fair. 
And Andre Jimenez gearing up for what could be a big second half has tied this ball game at one. It stayed tied at one until the sixth. That's when the Guardians' power surge continued, beginning with Jose Ramirez. Jose one for two, a single. The pitch, and he sends one in the air. Deep left field on its way to the porch. Gone! And Cleveland has a two-to-one lead. And Jose Ramirez clearing the 19-foot wall in left and putting it onto the home run porch. I guess the Guardians feel like, well, since the Braves left town, why don't we pretend to be Atlanta and play home run derby? Next up, Josh Naylor. Now the pitch to Naylor. He swings and drives it high, deep to right. There she goes. Back-to-back jacks. And Josh Naylor makes it a three-to-one ball game. A no doubt about it bomb to right. And Amir Garrett having such a good year suddenly has given up two long balls. Third time Cleveland's gone back-to-back. They did it against Miami in April. They did it at Baltimore in May. Later in the sixth, the Kansas City error led to another run, making it 4-1, to and then Bo Naylor finished off the big inning, coming through with two outs. Snyder, the 1-0 pitch, and it's swung on Yank to right. Down the line it goes, fair ball. It's headed for the corner. On his way to third is Brennan. He's being waved home. Here comes the relay throw, and it's going to be cut off. There will be no play at the plate. Scoring is Brennan from first on the two-out RBI double. Into the right field corner by Bo Naylor. And that breaks an 0-4-19 skid. And the Guardians have a four-run uprising, and they now have a 5-1 to lead. The Guardians added one more run in the eighth on a mile straw RBI single, and then in the ninth, Nick Sandlin was on to finish things up. The next pitch, swing and a little dribbler, left side charged by Ramirez at third, bare hand grab and throw, got him, ball game! What a play by Hosey! And the Guardians win game one in this four-game series by a final score of 6-1. to one. So a nice start to the series on Thursday night setting the stage for Friday night, and the Guardians got it going early in this one in the first inning. Ahmed Rosario with a double, Jose Ramirez walked, and then Josh Naylor continued to rack up the RBIs. Now the set, a look back, now the pitch. Naylor sends a liner to center, that's a base hit. Rosario being waved home. Isbell's throw is going to go to third, scoring easily as Ahmed Rosario. Jose Ramirez stops at second. And Josh Naylor, against a left-hander, has now knocked in 62 runs, the fourth most RBIs in the American League. In the fourth, Naylor started it with a single, and that brought Josh Bell to the plate. Pitch to him, launched high and deep to left, way back there, bleacher bound, home run Josh Bell. For Bell, number nine, a two-run shot, and the Guardians are in front 3-0. Yeah, Bell trying to break out of it in a big way, and 
He launches one into the bleachers. And the Guardians have a three run lead. Meanwhile, on the mound, Aaron Savali looked as sharp as we have seen him in a long time. The payoff a swing and a fly ball straight away center. So that'll be caught by Miles Straw, and that'll be the night for Aaron Savali. My goodness, was he brilliant tonight. Seven shutout innings for Aaron Savali. He made 100 pitches tonight. He two-hitted Kansas City, striking out nine, didn't walk a batter. Trevor Steffen worked a scoreless eighth, and then Emmanuel Classe was on to close things out in the ninth. The next delivery, swung on, banged up the middle, near second. Rosario flips to second one. He made his turns, the game-ending double play. Ball game, and the Guardians have climbed back to 500. As tonight, Savali, Stefan, Classe, they combine on a brilliant two-hit shutout. And Cleveland is a winner, three to nothing in a ball game that didn't even come close to taking two hours to play. So a good week for the Guardians, and they will try and finish strong with a day game on Saturday and another one on Sunday before the All-Star break begins. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from utility man David Fry. That's next. Four! I wish I was a better golfer. Four is an odd word to yell. Whoa, where'd you come from? It's me, Flo, and I'm here to grant your wish of Progressive taking $50 off your deductibles. Just choose the deductible savings bank feature and finish your policy period without filing a claim or having a driving violation. Great, but um, what about my golf swing? Oh, I just do insurance. Sorry. Sign up for Progressive and opt into more savings. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Safe driver discount not available in all states or situations. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us for baseball talk on the radio heading into the ball game on Saturday afternoon. David Fry has had uh, quite a first couple of months in his major league career. Got an opportunity in uh, early May to join the big club, and he has been nothing short of sensational in a difficult role. And we had a chance to visit with him after his big night on Tuesday with a great play at the plate defensively, and then he drove in the game-winning run. And when we caught up with him, he said, that's about as good as it gets for him. I mean, yeah, for sure. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, luckily, a defensive play. I didn't have to do too much. Miles just kind of put it on the put it at home plate for me and make it make it easy for me. And then, yeah, I was glad we could get the hit and get the win. Hey, can you explain to fans what that feels like when when you see the ball go over the outfielder's head and, and you know it's a base hit that's going to win the game? What, what happens after that, and, and how does that um, impact you as as time goes by? Like as you're watching the play happen, you're kind of trying to stay in 
baseball mode or whatever and then once it hits the ground you win you kind of just black out and you're so excited and everybody's just going nuts around you and you weren't sure were you no at, at first i thought for sure it was a hit and then i looked up at rosario their left fielder running it down and i was like holy cow he's got a beat on it he's gonna catch it and luckily saw it drop you haven't caught a whole lot um but it seemed like you had all the fundamentals in place to to make the play properly and and how much are you able to prepare for that type of situation so that you're ready when it happens yeah, it's something we did quite a bit in spring training, you know, with the the new rules where you can't block home plate. So it's something like we practice quite a bit, kind of just the footwork on how to receive it, and that way you're not in the way and get a violation. So something that hadn't happened in a game a whole lot for me, but we definitely worked on. What's the toughest part of that play? Making sure you catch it and get the tag in. <laughs> how was your head? It looked like you took a, a pretty good shot. Oh, it was, yeah, it was fine. Didn't feel it at all at the time. <laughs> Um, David, it's been a, it seems like it's been a whirlwind for, for you since you've been called up with some really good things happening. Uh, just breaking it down, though, your, your swing and your approach at the plate, how comfortable are you getting at this level where you feel that you can produce? Yeah, I mean, as I get more at-bats, I definitely feel more comfortable. Um, hitting coaches have done a great job. Talk with me about approach as far as pinch hitting or just when you're not playing a lot and you get a start, just how to attack that day and uh, what the approach is going to be. And so they've helped me out a whole lot with that. How big a challenge is it to to be in the outfield at at a portion of the game and then finish it behind the plate? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely tough, but, I mean, it makes it fun. You're really not overthinking it, that's for sure, because you're going from position to position and you're just trying to be an athlete and just help, help the team win anyway. And the outfield fairly new for you um, based on experience in the minor leagues? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even know the amount of games I played in the minors, a handful, 10 to 20. But, yeah, so, something that hadn't done in a little bit. But after every inning, I feel more and more comfortable out there. Team-wise, uh, it's been going really well for about a month now where, where the wins are more than the losses and certain things are falling into place. And what are you seeing from this team that, that's really encouraging? I think it's just the same group every day. Uh, everybody comes in with super positive attitude, and even like when we don't feel like we're playing our best baseball, we're still finding ways to win. And obviously, a big part of that is our our pitching. Our starters give us a chance to win every night. So whenever you have that, you, you feel like you got a good chance to win. And winning games late, that's that's not always easy. Something going on in that dugout that that's comforting to know that that you're never out of a game. Yeah, I mean, all all the guys stay positive, and even like if you have a couple bad at bats early, you know, like everybody's like, "Hey, stay ready. You never know. Like you're you're gonna get a chance to win it late." And that's everybody talking to everybody. So I mean, we all know it could be a different guy every night, but we, we feel like we got a good group of guys one through nine. You were that different guy last night. <laughs> Thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. That's David Fry, one of the great stories of this season for the Guardians, young man who has really made a mark at the major league level. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll head out to the bullpen and check in with Angel De Los Santos. That's next. the high hold and the one-two pitch. Swung on, broke a bad roller to short. Rosario will hurry the throw, gets McKenna, and another good job by Adela Santos. Seven in the books. Cleveland leading Baltimore 12-8. Guardians Weekly continues from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend, and we had a chance to catch up earlier this week. 
with Angel De Los Santos. He has done great work for the second-best bullpen in all of baseball, and he's been a big part of that. With translation help from Augie Rivero, we checked in with De Los Santos and talked to him about the start to his season. We've seen an uptick in his velocity, some good command, and he says he can't be any more pleased with how the first half of the season has gone for him. Yeah, I think I think we're having a good season. I think we've been working really hard to exactly to get these results, you know, to maintain that performance during the season. But most importantly, to be able to to have to continue the season like this and finish the season the same way how we're doing it right now. And and just looking back at your career, you're finally in a spot where you're consistently in the major leagues and contributing. What's the biggest difference since you've been with this organization as opposed to earlier in your career? I think it's a continuation of different things, you know, building up from the work for several years and now it's showing up. Um, you know, in previous teams, I also had the chance to work and put my effort, but I feel here's what I've been able to feel comfortable in getting all these results to show up in a way. So we're really fortunate in, you know, thanking God for the opportunity to, to be able to have those results uh, right now with this team. And you've been used in, in late-game situations with the game on the line. What does that mean to you to, to be in that spot where you can really impact a, a winning effort by your team? feels good to have that type of confidence, but I feel we've been able to do this as a group. You know, the bullpen group has been able to put up an effort and provide the results whenever they're needed, whenever the game is on the line or not. I feel the bullpen as a group has been able to do a great job. And, you know, just hoping for God that continues giving us that strength to be able to perform in this way for the end of the year. Team-wise, bullpen out there, Nick Sandlin, Eli Morgan doing some great work, and, of course, the back-end guys, Trevor Steffen and, uh, and Emmanuel Classe. How do you guys pick each other up? What is that team dynamic that allows you to have good success night in and night out? De verdad que lo primero el compañerismo, hemos tenido buen compañerismo, nos apoyamos uno al otro. Is really genuinely the, the good work that we're doing as, as teammates, you know, like we really feel for each other, feel whenever somebody's not getting good results. So I think that way that when you actually, the genuine use of the word of, of teammates, we're able to share for each other, help each other, and like that help us, you know, do that, that extra that we need to help not only for us, but also for our teammates. So I feel genuinely being good teammates and, and seeing the whole bullpen as a group. And you have a new coach, new bullpen coach, Enrico Beltran. And I know you mentioned earlier that, that he's helped you a lot. How has he helped you this season? De verdad que me sentí bien contento cuando me dio una, él me dio un buen recibimiento aquí desde Pintrain el año pasado, lo conocí. I think I'm very happy for him seeing how his career has developed in a way because I, I met him last year when he welcomed me very in, in Columbus when I started the year at Columbus and I feel we, we hit it off. We had a really good uh, connection in terms of the way how we communicate, the way how we, you know, like how, how we care about me, but most importantly how I listen to him as well to listen to what he had to say. So I feel it's been really good for his career but also for us and here having him in the team and, and the Way how he has helped me be a better a better player. Angel, thank you for the time. Appreciate it. Gracias, gracias. Thanks, Augie. Thank you, guys. That's Angel De Los Santos, part of a dominant bullpen for the Guardians, and some nice translation help there from Augie Rivero. Stay with us. We'll have our final segment when we return after this on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. <laughs> Whoever just hit those brakes hard for no reason was definitely not you. Eric never breaks randomly on the highway, Rubino, because you are a safe driver. And like most drivers who sign up for Snapshot from Progressive, which customizes your rate for how and how much you drive, you could earn a discount for your good driving. So keep on being you. 
Eric never breaks randomly on the highway, Rubino, and we'll keep on delivering the discounts. Sign up for Snapshot today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in all states or from all agents. First ball swinging, Christian Guzman bangs it up the middle, Johnny Mac makes a sliding stop, gets up, throws out Guzman! What a play by John McDonald! When I was over here in 01 as a special assistant, we were in spring training, and I told Marsha Pyro, I said, Mark, I don't think you're going to want to hear this. I said, but I don't think that's your best defensive shortstop. I was talking about Omar. Really? And he looked at me like I had four heads, and I said, that kid McDonald, because he was young, and you know, I said he's as good as anybody I've seen with you know with, with the gloves. So to, for us to have him around our organization for a couple reasons, not just for the defensive because he's was as good as anybody, but the kind of person he is. I mean, shoot, he does, he's as quality as you get. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. We're at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend. Great to have you along with us as we talk baseball on the radio. And normally we have an update on the minor league system with Rob Serfolio, the director of player development. But we had a chance to catch up with John McDonald, who was in town this week. Johnny Mack, the former Cleveland Indians player, broke into the major leagues with the Indians and had an outstanding major league career for several different ball clubs. Now he's firmly entrenched in player development with Cleveland. He's the field coordinator for the Guardians minor league system. And we asked him what brings him to Cleveland for a couple of days as he takes a look at the big league club. Well, we spent so much time uh, at our affiliates that you know, sometimes we forget that our players that we've that come up through our organization and that, that they're here in Cleveland, that we can still go in and see them too. And it's, it's nice coming in here, being around our coaching staff, being around our front office, being able to go up into the offices during the course of the day and then watch the way our players work here as major leaguers and finding more about what their development process is and the things that they're working on. Because even when you're a big leaguer, you still have things to work on every day. And it's, you know, during the day, it's always a good time to come out here and, and watch some of those things or hear from the players about the specific things that they're working on to then be able to share back with, with our coaches in the minor leagues and just have a greater understanding that it's all development all the time. It doesn't stop when you get to the big leagues. Yeah, you mentioned that. It's interesting because this is the week of, of the amateur draft, so all the scouts are in town, and, and you hear that continuity, how important that is from even before kids are drafted, if they're thinking about that, getting them into the system and then having that continuity. And Has that changed at all in, in an improving way during your time in the organization, both as a, a development person but also maybe as a player way back when? Yeah, I think we always thought that way with Cleveland coming up as a player, how important development was and um, patience that you have with players and understanding and getting to know them, getting to know how to, like, not just what they need to work on, but how they are best coached. And those things are only figured out through a, a large process of the coaches that are coaching them, the scouts that saw them early on to be able to have some context about what that player is like and getting to know that player and, and how things align so you can have conversations with players uh, about what it was like when they were, were growing up, how they initially learned, how they got to be and have the habits that they have, and then how it's important for us to be able to identify you know, in maybe inefficiencies and in movements in ways that best practices in in the minor leagues turned into best practice in the big leagues and to help connect the dots with the players on what they're doing but where they're they're 
future movements, what those could look like as they try to compete at higher levels each year. And uh, Mac, I always love to pick your brain about uh, some of the infielders that you see in the system. And, and we had a chance to see Brian Rocchio earlier this year and uh, pretty smooth. Uh, what are you seeing from him as he continues his development, mainly at Columbus this year? I think Brian's grown a lot since you guys have seen him. He's been, been here uh, twice, I believe. And the things that he's learned, I, I think you, when you watch Jose Ramirez and Andres Jimenez and Ahmed Rosario, when you watch them work, they all do it differently. And there are things to take from watching Major League players work, watching the other teams work, and seeing what what good looks like. And good usually looks like some sort of work toward constant improvement. And Brian going back down to AAA, um, is, he brings those things back down there with him. So maybe some new habits and some new ways to do things. Uh, maybe it's changing in the speeds in which he works. Maybe he goes a little bit bit harder. He, he has begin to learn more about how to step up your game and how to keep on tweaking it in a positive way so he can see improvements on the field in Columbus, but with a, with a mindset of being back here in Cleveland. You, you, can't, just, you, you can't just think it's going to happen over time. you got to learn and learn it in the big leagues. Taking that back to the minor leagues is, is an awesome way to do it. Not to put you on the spot, but, but can you give us maybe a name that, that we haven't heard too much about or, or someone a little bit deeper in the system that – that uh, you see and you say, you know what, there, there might be something here. So at, uh, in AAA right now, Daniel Schneeman has really started to hit the baseball. It's his first year uh, with us that he's been a little bit more steady at one position. He's been playing a good bit of shortstop, um, and he played more shortstop when Brian was up here and, uh, and mixed with him a little bit during the year. So he's got an opportunity to play on a consistent basis at short, second, third. He's, he can also play some first. He's played there for us, and he's – a versatile player that's swinging the bat. He's been with us since we drafted him out of BYU, and he's really coming to, to, to his own as a player. Uh, another, we're excited to have Chase DeLauter back. Um, he had uh, an injury that he had from uh, when we signed him and missed all of last year and the first half of this year. He's back playing and getting off to a good start in Lake County right now. It's really exciting to see him just getting going and being out. And this is his first time playing at an affiliate. It's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm headed up to Lansing tomorrow to see him, so I'm kind of excited to do that, and I think all of our organizations are excited to see him back playing. You mentioned that, traveling up to Lansing to, to go see a player and a team, well, yeah, team. Uh, to go see the team. Yeah. Um, how much enjoyment have you gotten out of, out of this position? I know you've done several different things in player development, but this seems to, to really be a, a broad brush of things that you get to do. It's very enjoyable. I mean, development of players, I felt like as I was a player I mean trying to develop myself or work with other players working with me and getting to work with younger players as I was getting older and the natural progression of staying in player development and helping our not not just the players but we have staff members that are excited to learn every day I'm learning every day our front office is learning just how to be a better a better coach a better learner uh, a better thinker the things in baseball that we're constantly learning more about and sometimes it's the same thing we're just learning a different approach or a different way to teach it to another player that's I don't know, that's what's fun about baseball it's, it's any any size player any anybody can can be a very productive baseball player and finding the ways to help them have the most success out of their ability and that's it's a really enjoyable process and, and in so many different ways with our you know 27, 28, 29 players, some, however many we have at, at each affiliate at times. Sometimes there's more with guys on our IL or guys on our development list and our coaches. We have different numbers of coaches at each affiliate. There's always something new to talk about every day we walk into the clubhouse. 
It is always great to see you. Thanks for coming by, and I know we'll see you again down the road. My pleasure, Rosie. Thanks. That's the Guardians field coordinator, John McDonald. And we'll finish up this week with a visit from Spencer Strider, the all-star pitcher for the Atlanta Braves. And you may say, well, wait a minute. It's Guardians Weekly. Why are you interviewing someone from the Braves? But uh, Spencer Strider with some really good ties to Northeast Ohio. He grew up in Tennessee but has a ton of family in the Northeast Ohio area, including Rocky River. And he talked about why this trip for Atlanta to Cleveland is so special for him. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know Progressive Field is a is a special place to to me and my family and um, you know they're they're from uh, the Cleveland area and so I've spent a lot of time here and um, I, I said to somebody like everything everything I know and love about baseball is um, sort of stemmed from from following the the uh, the Guardians and when they were in the the Indians and um, yeah it's it's a special place. So you grow up an Indians fan? Was it? Was it hard to come back here for the opposition? I mean, obviously you're you're pitching for the Braves, but was it kind of odd in that regard? No, I, I wouldn't say it was odd. I think it's 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 cool. You know, I I got to walk to work at Progressive Field. So um, whether I do that ever again in my life, it, it, it's it's great to say I've done it, and um, you know, it's 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 awesome to just have been a fan and walk around the, the park and and see the places I used to watch games and now be on the field. And you know, it's it's uh, sort of a dream come true in a way. And just to cement how big a fan you were. Explain to us what was going on in the fall of 2016. What games did you attend during that playoff run for Cleveland? Yeah, yeah, we were here for game six and seven, and that was uh, something that, you know, growing up, my uh, family would tell me about the the teams of the 90s and the 95 and 97 World Series, and I would watch them as a kid and think, man, if they ever make it to a World Series, we've got to go. And um, 16 was a special year for for Cleveland, and... um, had the opportunity to go to the World Series, and we, we definitely didn't want to pass it up. And so we were fortunate enough that they made it to Game Six and Seven. Looking back, I wish they might have clinched it or won it a little earlier. But um, yeah, to, to see Rajay Davis hit the home run in Game Seven that was as one of the coolest moments of my life, and um, it, was, it was a special experience for my family. Just my, my grandparents are such big Cleveland fans, and and um, you know for me to grow up a Cleveland fan and appreciate it the same way they did, it was it was a cool cool moment. How in the world did they get tickets for a Game Seven of a World Series? We uh, we we definitely went to the bank and, and pulled out of the savings, but um, it was money well spent. Um, what's been some of the biggest keys for you that's allowed you to develop and then have success at this level, which isn't always the easiest? Yeah, I think you know I give a lot of the credit to to just our player development and um, and our organization and and especially the the coaches and, and the players up up here at the the big league level. Um, you know, I, I was very raw when I was uh, uh, in the minors, and, and uh, they did a very good job of sort of funneling me into my skill set and, and letting me focus on what was going to make me successful and what I was good at and not worry about things that um, maybe I, I will have to think about later in my career I'm thinking about now at the big league level. And then um, that, that's kind of the same same uh, sort of help I've been given at this level with uh, Travis behind the plate and Sean this year and, and you know, Cranny, Sal, our catching coach. I mean, they've taught me a ton just about getting deep into games and, and how to actually use my skills to, uh, to, to get outs and not just, um, you know, go out there. When I was in the minors, I would just sort of fizzle out by the third and, um, you know, strike everybody out but not be too effective. And so it's sort of uh, harnessing that, that skill set uh, to be successful for the team. You mentioned success for the team. Every team has ups and downs. This is a, a really good ball club in a real good stretch right now. What's it like to come to the ballpark 
the last month or so where it seems like every night you have a, a better than great chance to win? It's really unlike anything I've ever seen or been a part of. Um, I mean, every part of our team is, is, is firing in all cylinders and, and is some of the best in the league. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I said the other day, just there's no there's no panic. There's, there's really very little pressure. Speaking from my perspective of being on the mound, I don't have to be perfect. I mean, my job is to just go as get, get as many outs as I can. And um, I know our offense is going to pick us up and, and pick me up. And, and like I said, the, the player development and the, the, the staff here are so good at preparing us and putting us in positions to be successful that if I just go out and focus on attacking the glove and executing pitches one, one at a time, then we're almost always in a, in a good spot uh, come the end of the game. So um, it, it's been a phenomenal uh, you know season so far, and, and um, hopefully we can keep it going. All right, we'll finish with this. You won't get to pitch in this series. Brian Snitker's known as a player's manager. Was there any politicking on your part to try and somehow figure out a way to make it happen? <laughs> there wasn't a ton. There were some uh, some moves behind the scenes between the uh, the, the players to, to maybe uh, finagle the rotation a bit, but uh, those ultimately didn't work out. And, and yeah, I was watching the radar to see if it rained. Maybe I get pushed back a day and I get to pitch here, but. Um, you know, it, I, I, it, was, it was just a great experience to be here. And like I said, this is a, a stadium and a city that this has a very special place with me. And um, if, if nothing else, it's just cool for my family to be here and, and see me walking around on the field and, and be in the dugout. So, um, yeah, very, very grateful to be here. Enjoy the week. Thanks so much for coming by. Yeah, thank you. Anytime. Well, one of the bright young pitchers in Major League Baseball and a fun visit, Spencer Strider. Check him out at the All-Star Game. He'll be pitching as one of eight Atlanta Braves who made the all-star team for the National League. How about that? That's going to do it for this week's edition of Guardians Weekly. As always, thanks to Brian Matze for helping to put together our show each and every week. We'll catch you next week from Texas as the Guardians open play post-all-star break against the Rangers. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.